0: Good to be with everyone today, and we're going to get right into the content. I know that schedules are pressed, and it is entitled Optimizing Subscription Paths, How to Improve Results by 59% or More. I'd like to just point out for you that this is about something deeper and more fundamental than just subscription paths. Many of you that are on the line, even if you have an e-commerce site or a service-oriented site or a sign-up form, Uh, Any one of these, even lead gen and demand gen, can benefit from what we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. I I want to address a key principle, something that's been a bit of a revelation here through all of our experimentation and testing. I just came back from a trip uh, where I was meeting with University of London and colleagues from Cambridge, and I was and have been actually studying current efforts around the world to optimize processes, and it's interesting to see um, just uh, the, the tremendous research void that still exists. And I think that trickles down to the understanding that many marketers uh, have when they go to improve a process like their subscription path or their work process. Many of us almost have a secret inferiority complex. Uh, we know that there are some people who are just magical with words. They can say the right thing, the right time, in the right way, and it's so powerful. Uh, famous copywriters, you know, marketing gurus, and we often don't view ourselves as knowing what that magical combination of words precisely is. And so we're, we're, we're hesitant at times. We do the best that we can. We understand that uh, we've got to work with the limitations that we have. But down inside, we feel like if we just knew the right word combination for a headline... If we could just discern the absolute best words to use in a call to action, then we could just push our results over the top. But I think that whole line of thinking misses one of the most important principles that I have discovered in these years of research, and we're going to talk about that principle today. We're going to use examples from subscription paths for the most part, but what you're going to see is that these examples – themselves uh, really illustrate a principle much more profound than simply how to optimize a subscription path. We're going to talk about three words, a statement you've heard me say on the phone in passing, but it's the emphasis, it's the whole point of this conversation. I have only taught this once before in New York at an event, and this is slightly modified quite a bit and from that precise presentation, but it does contain the core principle teach this principle using case studies and help you understand how it applies to your own situation. And then, time permitting, many of you submitted URLs that you're hoping we can look at, and we've pulled some of those URLs, and we're going to do some live optimization, applying the principles from this call directly to those websites. So keeping that in mind, let's get to the three key words. You can see them on the screen in front of you. That is clarity trumps persuasion. Clarity trumps persuasion i want to argue that you do not need to be a genius at persuasion if you can simply take the time to study your sight and achieve genuine clarity now i think that statement clarity comes persuasion could seem uh too simple for some of us we might listen to that and think, yes, I understand, I need to be clear. I think that would be a grave mistake to simply pass this by and not recognize the enormous amount of gain that you could likely get right now from your current process or path if you can understand the application of that principle. Clarity trumps persuasion. It's a phrase that appears in the marketer's creed, which we've written, and you can go to our website and see the marketer's creed. You'd have to find the link or do a search for it. But it's a whole different way to talk to your audience. And keeping that in mind, I'd like to go straight to a case study and see how all of this applies. So here we are with uh, the background. This case study is a little uh, non-traditional for us. Eric Stevenson submitted the landing page of cobrandnews.com to us for live optimization. Now, it was an event like we're going to be doing at the end of this call if we have time. And he said, can you look at our site? Uh, And we, on the fly, pulled up his site, and we began to look at it. Have you ever wondered what goes through the mind of Jimmy Ellis or Aaron Rosenthal, some of our core experts here, when they're looking at your site, and so swiftly they start talking about, you need to make this change, you need to change this, you need to change that. How, How are they thinking? What is causing their attention to move from one point to another? What's the process beneath that or the principle beneath the process? Many, many times, one of the most important guiding principles, something that connects with that heuristic we've developed, the conversion sequence. Many of you are familiar with that. It looks like a math form, you know. It is not. It's a cognitive psychology heuristic. If you're not familiar with it, look it up on the site at marketing experiments. It's free. I mean, all that's free. There's nothing I can think of that's for sale there. But you can read about it so that I don't have to explain it right now, the conversion sequence. Underneath even that is a fundamental principle, and one of those guiding principles that takes place and that was taking place when we looked at the Co-Brand News site was this simple thought, clarity, Trump's persuasion. So we looked at uh, Eric's page, and we started making recommendations. Now, before I show you those, it's very important to see what he had to say about his page. They offer a fully customizable news headline feed, and it permits users to include their logo in creating it for free. This gives users a chance to make news feeds uh, and allows them to use their logo. And so it's like a branding tool. And uh, Steve or Eric, you know, gave us this background information so that we could think about his page, and then we looked at the page. So here I have in front of you a page. If this is your first time on a call, we recommend you use the question and answer feature in the little tool window. I'm going to ask you, my audience, to tell me what are the core changes you would make to this page. So take a quick look. Someone says the headline. Better headline. One column. Good, George. Simplified text from Brian. The iPass is disjointed, says Ryan. Two graphics, Travis says. The banner, Lisa says. Uh, too much text, says Larry. Uh, Goodness sakes, I recognize that, Larry. That's Larry Dunville, I think it is. Uh, welcome to the call, uh, partner. <laughs> uh, better organization, Brandon. Too many elements, says Greg. Uh, less text, for sure, says uh, George. Scream out the benefit. Not clear what the service does. Dis- again, that's, uh, someone else says disjointed. That's my, uh, Michelle or Michael. Michelle. Uh, so your advice is good to discipline it. We need to know what to think of first, second, and third. And I'm going to take this principle of clarity trumps persuasion and break it down into three core questions. But before I do that, let's see what our team thought about this page. And uh, this is actual uh, comments from the recorded transcript and the live optimization. i pass. Make it vertical. Don't ask visitors to read side to side. With a strong image on both the left and the right, visitors are confused about how to read the page. This was a, a comment from one of our experts. Increase the size of the font. It's not immediately clear what you're doing. State what the product is in the headline. Now, you should understand from that that in everything we've said, there is a common denominator. Keep thinking. Clarity trumps persuasion. If I was in my uh, lecture hall and you were all there in front of me, I think I'd have you chanting it if I could because I want you to come away from this call with this uh, truth just burned into your thinking process. Add credibility indicators. Test something different in the headline. The next page is a simple four-field form to set up the process. Don't make some click to get there. Include the form on the landing pages. These were all, you know, this all represents the kind of advice that our team uh, gave, this, uh, gave Eric. Now, let's see what he did with it. We did not design this page. Uh, kudos to Eric for paying close attention to what we said and then implementing it with an intelligent design. This is the new page. So you saw the before, you saw the after, let's look at the before and after together. You can see that it's cut off, it goes a little longer than what we have here so that it'll fit on the slide, but you get the gist of the page. So Eric was quick to implement, and uh, this is uh, this is what happened. These are the results he tested, and we have, uh, uh, these are quotes from the email we received. Conversion rate rose from 3.9% to 6.6% over 30 days, 69% relative difference. Um, it also took the opportunity to target, we mentioned this in the live optimization, target the paid click advertising on those keywords, which were more relevant, and cut out those which were not productive. And that reduced the ad spend by 60%, but it increased conversion 200%. So 10 minutes of live optimization like we'll be doing at the end of the call, and this is what uh, Eric was able to to achieve. I want to point out that it's not necessary for us to take this important time at the call to try and make our team look smart or intelligent or capable. That's not the point. The point is that there was a method beneath that advice, and I want to share that method with you. There was a principle. There was a maximum, and I I want to – I want to break that down for you. But the other point is that nothing we said would have done one bit of good had Eric not gone back and applied it. So uh, congratulations again to you, Eric, and well done. Let's learn. When anyone comes to a web page, there are three cognitive voids in the visitor's mind. Where am I is the first question you have to make certain that they are clear about. If you do not make that certain, they stutter. They stutter. They hesitate. They try and ascertain if they're on the right kind of page. It's very important. I'll come back to it. The next question they want to understand is, what can I do here? What can I buy here? What is the offer? I don't really think I would ask, what is your offer? I think if I was rewriting this and, and Hunter, our editor's on the line, I'd phrase the question better. Now, Hunter, I know you got this from me uh, as you were, you know, putting this together, but my, I think my question would be, uh, what can I do here, or what can I get here, or what can you do for me? It's it's a very personal question, and it's instinctively formed. The moment they come to the page, you have about three seconds. If you can't answer the first two questions in three seconds, you're in significant trouble. Many, many times I click off an ad, come to the page, and suddenly you're lost. You're supposed to sign up for a conference here, but How? Or you you, you, you you come to a page that looks like it, it, it offers a free trial. When you get to the page, you see a whole bevy of credit cards. Free trial is not emphasized. You're not even sure what happened. Uh, you didn't think you had to pay for this opportunity. Where am I is huge, and we neglect it. We don't know how to use the parts of our page to answer these thoughts right. Remember something, optimization takes place in the mind, not on the webpage. People don't buy from from pages. People buy from people. When they come to your page, there's a question on their mind. That's the opportunity for you to establish a conversation. And the first thing you should help them understand is, where am I? You've got to answer it. And as you do, you need to help them understand very quickly what it is you can do for them, what it is they can do for themselves at your site. Then, and only then, Can you actually move to three? Why should I participate? And that is where we have a problem. Let me explain. Our tendency is to rush into why before we have answered what or where. Our tendency is to quickly bombard them with reasons to purchase when they're not even clear at first what the full scope of the offering is and worse, they're not even sure where they're at. They must know where they're at then they need to understand what they can do there, and only then have you earned the right to explain the why. Clarity prompts persuasion. Dave uh, Haber, or Haber, Dave, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but I'm reading your comment, says clarity then becomes persuasion. And you're absolutely right, Haber. Clarity then becomes persuasion. In the marketing experiments creed, which I'd love to take you to and, and, and show you how this fits in a much larger set of philosophies about how we talk to people, uh, we keep hammering. You must be clear, but the average marketer is too busy trying to be persuasive. Our tendency is to answer why before we have made the question itself relevant. You cannot tell them why before they're asking why. Now, you can't hardly do a web event like this with me without me talking or show up at one of the marketing Sherpa conferences where I'm going to be speaking or lecture or something um, without uh, me telling you that people don't buy from people. People buy from – I'm sorry, people don't buy from websites. People buy from people. Optimization is about anticipating a sequence of thoughts, and we are getting those thoughts out of sequence we're interrupting them. we're stopping the thought sequence. We're interjecting the wrong thought at the wrong time and moving them off track with the way we design these busy web pages. We must not tell them why until they're asking. The other problem we have, and point three is a is an epidemic across the net we Our tendency to answer why again, why?" They purchase from you. There are, the tendency to answer why is with presumed authority rather than actual credibility. The postmodern consumer hates your assumed, your presumed authority. They don't believe you when you say you're the fastest. They don't believe you when you even say you're the longest or the oldest or you have the biggest selection. All of those are superlatives and, and adjectives that cannot be actually validated. They want you to speak in quantitative language. We have 41,613 products on our site today. Uh, my father started this company in 1934. He could have never envisioned the web, but today we're the largest provider on the Internet with over 41,000. That kind of language, conversation. Now, I know that in every case, for every kind of business, you cannot have personal conversation, but There is still a way to personalize the website. And if you are going to answer questions with authority, it needs to be actual authority, not presumed. Meaning, if you're going to brag about yourself on your website, you're going to lose your audience. Let someone else, let a testimonial, let a third-party authority, let PC Magazine or some other uh, media authority speak about the things you cannot quantify. The rest, you only quantify with humility. Let's see how this works. Let's see how it works with Marketing Sherpa. Some of you know that Marketing Experiments is, um, you know, it's purchased Marketing Sherpa, or, and, and we work very closely uh, on research through our MechLab Sciences group. And I, I want you to see a set of experiments that we've been doing to improve Marketing Sherpa. Now, this is a bit transparent. Uh, I'm not sure all of my executives wanted me to be this transparent. But let me share with you an actual test with results in a case study at Marketing Sherpa and help you see how we're optimizing it. We're currently right now running 18 experiments across Marketing Sherpa as we attempt to optimize various parts of its process. We've only, you know, we're constantly trying to improve. So here is Marketing Sherpa membership. Uh, It offers marketers unlimited access to articles, case studies, research databases, creative samples, and other features. Uh, If you go to the Marketing Sherpa site, it will tell you exactly how many. I think it's the largest collection in the world, but we quantify it. The research objective was to discover whether or not a feature matrix on the barrier page. Now, we've got subscription experts on the phone. Everyone knows what a barrier page is, but in case you don't, that's the page you come up against when you're trying to read an article, and it interrupts you and tells you that you need to you know, start your free trial, etc. So here at the barrier page, people are making a decision as to actually give you any information or not so they can read the rest of the article. And the question was, do we add a feature matrix or not? The danger of a feature matrix is that it can lengthen the page dramatically. And many of you know that can be detrimental to conversion, could increase friction. So we designed a simple single factorial test, which I still have much affection for, Uh, AB design is still one of the best designs I know of for field testing. And then we, we took this call to action. This is the control page. At the top, you'll see it's kind of covered by the box, but the beginning of an article. To read the rest, you have to activate your free trial. This was the original box using a form requiring a minimal amount of customer information. Now, you know, we even had tested this form. This form was created through testing as well. Minimal friction. So the design, obviously, is to get a a high conversion rate. Anyone who studied our conversion sequence knows what we think about when it comes to minimizing friction. The nature and the length of something like a form creates friction, psychological resistance. So we shortened it to the max. But this is control. Let's look at the next one. So now, having shortened that, we decided we would do something just the opposite. At the bottom of the article, before the Act My Free Trial, we built a feature matrix. By the way, I want you to notice about this. I want you to keep – as you look at all these, we're going to come back and kind of think about them, clarity, persuasion, what's best. Let's get to that in just a moment. But there is an example of what we did. Now, taking a look at that, let's look at them side by side. There's the control. There's the treatment. Why don't you take a moment right now and use your Q&A feature and tell me which page is the best. I am not trying to trick you, and you better be careful because most of the time you get it wrong. (laughs) I've done a bunch of these with you, and I'm seeing a lot of control, 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 treatment, 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 control. All right. Let me see your answers coming in. Control, 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 treatment, treatment, control, control, control. Keep voting. Interesting. All right. Now, now that you've given me that, I'm going to ask the question to you in a different way. I'm going to open a poll for you. You should be able to see that poll, and I want you to now vote. I wanted to see what you're thinking this way, but now let's look at your vote. Did it reduce conversion rate? Did it increase conversion rate? Did it increase it by less than 59, more than 59? And let me know your thoughts on that. Now, I want to tell you that we've tried really hard to help you with this one to get it right. We want to build up your confidence. (laughs) So you should be voting on the poll. I'm getting ready to close the poll quickly. Alright, poll is closed. I'm going to show you the results. Uh, the more of you that voted, I noticed the number went high and it kept dropping. Alright, there's no resounding total in either favor, despite the fact that we, we announced this clinic as increasing your conversion rate by 59% or more. What are you showing me? Oh, the name of the clinic, yes. Uh, I would think that would be a giveaway for some of you. But whether it was or whether it wasn't, let me help you by showing you the actual numbers. So there's the poll question. All right. I'm giving it a second for everybody to catch up. Treatment speech with the feature matrix, increased conversion by 7589 or 89%. Look at that, 75.89%. Now, think about that for a second, because bear in mind that we're talking about a digital offering. Many of you have digital offerings, subscription offerings. This means that 75% more of the people who saw the Marketing Sherpa free trial would now participate. That is dramatic. By the way, we, we just ran another test on marketing Sherpa. If you go to the website and you're not cookied, there's a DHTML kind of pop up. Uh, you you want to find out what we've discovered. Watch our blog or upcoming experiments and we'll tell you more of what we discovered with this. Here's what's fascinating. marketing the reason I use, by the way, Sherpa as an example is because I don't have to worry about showing you the brand or the name. We can make that decision. We We love to have these partnerships and relationships where we can share with you the data because we we so want to help you, and it's much easier if you can see the whole thing, see the company, see the name, see the full page. Now, I want to ask you a question, and it's a very important question. I mean, if you go back to the two pages, I know we offered a feature matrix, but the page is a lot longer. Why did the feature matrix produce a higher yield? The answer is probably what you've been learning as we've been talking all along. Clarity trumps persuasion. This added work for anyone who wanted to see the article. It made them at least wade through, skip over, but their eyes had to interact with that chart to understand what to do next. And you would think that might hurt conversion, but instead it had a dramatic impact. Now lest all of you run out and get feature matrices on your, on your study, I'm getting ready to show you another one with a completely convoluted set of results, so stand by. I just want to keep emphasizing for you that the matrix adds clarity and clarity trumps persuasion. I'm on to a third case study. After this case study, we're going to start doing live optimization. Jimmy Ellis is with me. Aaron Rosenthal is with me. I think uh, Bob Kemper, the director of sciences, and many more of our team of researchers are involved here. Let's look at case study three, subscription signups. So here it is. This is a major hosting provider uh they're a a major hosting provider um and uh and they're international and uh we are doing more and more work uh around the globe and if you're international and attending today uh, welcome to the call we've got much more coming we're running multiple experiments now in france and italy in the uk uh we just finished some uh, earlier we did in i think it was ireland and we're 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 moving around the world to understand optimization in these other environments. We want to have information that's very helpful for all of you. All right. Now, hello, James. I see that. You're from the U.K. Welcome. I'm glad you're joining us. All right. So, and George, Omer. uh, So, let me go on. We performed a test with a web hosting provider offering subscriptions to selected hosting packages. The research objective was to increase conversion to sale and revenue through offer page optimization. Test design was a variable cluster optimization methodology that we teach in our certification program in, in online testing. With variable cluster, you use a single factorial design like A/B split testing, but you test multiple variables at once. So let's look at the control page and see what we had to test. All right, this is the control page. It'll take just a It'll come up for you, I hope. All right? Now, the you'll see that there's a feature matrix on this control page. And if you look carefully at the slide, we've blown it up so you can read it easier. That on the left is the actual web page. On the right is a breakdown of the features. And there are three levels, bronze, silver, and gold. Bronze, silver, and gold. All right? So, let's uh, think about that for a second. And let's move on and let's look at the treatment page. Same page. Um, This time, if you compare them, there's a significant difference. Take a short look and then I'll show them side by side. Clarity trumps persuasion. Clarity trumps persuasion. All right. Um, Let me back up here. All right, you should see this page, and notice how much shorter the bronze, silver, and gold options are, and look for additional clarity on the left-hand side, and then watch other things. Notice that uh, how we've tied this in, several features are explained in more depth when visitors mouse over the links. So when you mouse over, suddenly the rest of it pops up, and it makes it easier for them to get the additional information. Everyone follows that? Jimmy Ellis. Or, Aaron, feel free to jump in and talk about any of these that you've worked on with me, okay? Now, let's look at the two side by side. Here's the treatment design with these changes. Shorter, more concise features matrix. Pricings de-emphasized. New calls to action. Hover over links for more information on key features. Now, remember something. It was just more information. It was not decision necessary. Information very important if you're going to use hover over, and of course testimonials. All right, let's take a one more look. All right, I think I could ask you the same question, but everyone here already knows that this this treatment got some kind of gain, or you're suspecting that based on the data that I've said thus far. So let me ask you. A different question in just a moment, but let me go straight to the numbers. Here's what you need to understand. Treatment page increased conversion by 37.57%, and overall revenue, because remember there's free trials and so on involved, at 39.8%, or 30, I'm sorry, 29.8%, nearly 30%. That's a remarkable increase in revenue, and I would hope to think that anyone on the line would be happy to get a 30% boost, all from simple reduction. Now, I want to talk about clarity before I move on and give you a couple of things that are not in my notes that will probably not even appear in the journal issue that will follow this that may help you. Sometimes the way to achieve clarity is to reduce, is to take away, is to eliminate. When I'm trying to get clarity, the first thing I do in my first pass is I slash everything that I can possibly reduce or take away that might be interfering with clarity to those three questions. Where am I? What can I do here? Or what can you do for me? And then the third question. Why should I buy from you? Once I've slashed everything like that, then I go back and say, Okay, now, of what is left, what do I need to change? to get more clarity. Now that's a different pass. This is a different series of web edits, so to speak. Now you're saying well that headline's not very clear, or that subheadline doesn't connect, or they clicked on a different ad when they came here and they're not even sure where they're at. So I need to change to where the logo is out Change put the name of the company more predominant. Or what's that lost up there in the banner blindness? All of that is the second pass. I change anything that needs to be changed So that I can get clarity. So the first thing is I stripped everything away that didn't need to be there. In the second pass, I changed. Only, only, only in the third pass do I add what I absolutely must add to get increased clarity. Now, if you'll think about what we did on the very first case study, or I'm sorry, the second one with Marketing Sherpa, we had already tested a very short form, stripped away, and then we had changed it. So now what did we do? We simply added what we thought we had to add to achieve greater clarity, which was the feature matrix, and in this case, 75 or so percent increase. Does this make sense to everyone? So it's very critical. It's very critical that you remember clarity trumps persuasion. Your pages must communicate your value proposition clearly and answer three questions. Where am I? What is your offer? Why should I participate? When you are answering why should I participate, you're actually stressing your value proposition. In truth, you're answering a more fundamental question, and that is, if I am your ideal customer, why should I purchase from you rather than anyone else? Look at these key obstacles, because we're going to start working on your web pages right now. We're getting ready to go to live optimization. Here's an obstacle. Your page tries to answer the why before the what. Your page presents a solution before the problem is clear. Your page uses presumed authority instead of credibility. Think about those common obstacles. There's much more I could say in this topic, and I could pull out heuristics and sequences and formulas, but for every single person on this call who's taken time out, who's invested to try and learn with us today, I do want to do everything I can to try to give you something you can take away and go back and apply right now. And this applies to your emails. As well as your web pages, it applies to your offline print publications, as well as your emails. You need to fight, champion, argue for clarity. Now I'm going to turn the phone call over. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to continue to teach and guide here, but I'm going to ask John to take over the. I sit in front of ten monitors here as I'm teaching, and I'm going to give the comm chair to to John so he can run. The presentation of web pages. These are web pages we've never optimized. I've not seen them before, and uh, most of them were selected today. Some of you sent URLs to us, and we 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 did that prior to this call so that we could actually have them loaded. We're going to pull over a web page, look at it with you, start to optimize it live, just like we did for Eric Stevenson in the first illustration. And the goal is to do two things. The goal is to make certain that not only do we help the person who submitted their page, but every person listening is discovering transferable principles that you can take back and apply to your own web page. So I am going to let Eric, well, I'm going to let Jimmy uh, start with the first one and Aaron then perhaps add in. And I'd rather have dialogue rather than one back and forth so you guys can talk about this together as you look at this page and try to optimize it. The first page is the New England Journal of Medicine. And you should be able to see it. We're showing it for you now. And uh, it looks like it's step one of five steps. It's very clean. The page is very clean. And uh, now I'm going to let our guys begin to apply the, the proprietary heuristics that we use and achieve and think about this principle of clarity. As they're doing so, I want to kind of wrap it up by getting transferable principles that will apply to every single person on the line. But before Aaron and Jimmy speak, tell me what you would do, guys, in the audience. They're starting to come in. Value proposition would be nice, somebody says, with a bit of sarcasm. Uh, what are the benefits, says someone else. No testimonial, says Amy. Bigger subscribe, says Frank. Too many steps, says Brandon. What am I signing up for? Seems like too many steps. Remove the color. What's interesting is how my audience over the years, and those on not just that listen to these calls, but this information that was first done in our research lab, which I think was really the first on the net that studied this topic, this field, how the IQ in this area of marketers has gone up. Uh, the mauve color is distracting. No outline. Move benefits to the top. Add a call to action. All right, I... Good thinking from the audience. We do read all of your comments and catalogs, and I'm going to shift now to Aaron and Jimmy and let them fire away. Gentlemen, go.
1: So, so sure, its Jimmy Ellis. I mean, when I get to this page, the first question I'm going to ask is, and actually, you should ask about your end pages, is how did the customer get here in the first place? You know, is this from paper click or another channel? You need to base your your landing pages. That's the first step is base your landing pages on. Where the customer came from, and that's going to help you understand: Am I on the right page? That, that first question that we're talking about, or you know, understanding where the customer is, is by delivering a landing page that is d- directly relevant to how they got, how they found your actual website or your landing page. Once I get here, um, I think that the, probably the biggest flaw that I see on this particular page is that the reasons for buying, all the valuable information, is actually bef- below the call to action. I, I know that there were some comments submitted pertaining to that, so all of the the information that's going to help you get that clarity to make a decision if you want to subscribe or not is actually below what they're asking you to do at the very top of the page. And so I would say in terms of go ahead Aaron. Just.
2: Yeah, uh, just to just to uh just to reemphasize exactly what what Jimmy was saying, you really want to know the motivation when somebody comes to this landing page. So oh. so understand where they're coming from and that may help you tailor uh, your landing pages to that market. You're going to have different landing pages depending upon what the user has experienced. You may have a very highly motivated segment and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to sell them as hard with all the benefits for subscribing. Maybe they've already, they know the benefits. They, they're familiar with the New England Journal of Medicine. You don't have to sell them quite as hard. But for those people that are, uh, that are not quite as motivated, that may not know exactly what the New England Journal of Medicine has to offer, then you absolutely want to meet them with the value proposition. Really, why should I be subscribing to this, to this, uh, to the New England Me- uh, Journal of Medicine, and uh, back them up with all the benefits and drive them through uh, the lead process. Now, the one thing I would suggest here is you're not capturing a piece of information to allow you to remarket to this individual if they abandon throughout the process. And when I say remarket to them, uh, what I'm talking about is is a customer support recovery message. It's, uh, it's a, whether you're capturing an email, a phone number, it's an ability for you to get back to that, that person who was once interested in this product who has not fulfilled uh, uh, the lead or the sale on your site.
0: All right. So let me just uh, – I want you guys to continue because I want you to reduce this to a set of four or five key actionables, and I'm going to move to a new page as fast as possible so that everyone here can uh, can – experience, uh, you know, as, as many models as we can present to help you. But I would want to answer those three questions. Does this page adequately answer, where am I at? Now, before these guys answer, I want to point out that what Aaron just said is very important because when you click in, Jimmy said the same thing, from a channel, you have an expectation. The chain of thoughts is already underway. The sequence of thoughts has already begun. I have an expectation. I click on a link. I arrive at this page. If the page does not match my expectation, you just lost me. You have site flow interrupt, and you've lost me. So what's important now is that when as soon as I get here, I know. And we're on the subscribe piece, so they may be coming from somewhere deeper in the site itself, but they've begun the subscribe piece. They need to know, where am I at? The next question is, what can I do here? Is that clear? And the third one is, why should I participate? So thinking about that framework Guys, let's actually give uh, each of you, uh, Jimmy, give me five things you would change, and then uh, Aaron, you fill in any gaps you think you missed.
1: (laughs) Do something really quick for me, Flint, or or have John click on that professional category drop down real fast. All right. What's there? Uh, okay, so physician, student, resident, or other individual. So here's how we, we so here's part of my five things. The first thing I'd do is, if you knew what any of those people were before they got to this page, if it was a student, a professional, whatever, I would absolutely include that in the headline. So it would say something like, you know, set up your subscription to the New York New England Journal of Medicine student edition or professional edition. Something that that instantly tells them, hey, I'm on the right page. This is about me. This is how I I start up this process. The so there's one to move to move the the benefits above the actual call to action, or to duplicate it. Uh, the other thing you could do is, like, you take that same exact set, put it below that chart, just to make sure when someone is is at that ready to make that decision, the actual call to action is right there in front of them. On this particular page, um, once you get through the benefits, you probably wouldn't be able to see the actual uh, call to action at the top of the page. I would include an actual real headline because this this site actually doesn't have a headline. It's select country it does Jimmy. Yep, it's,
2: yeah. it's just kind of yep. hidden up there in the banner.
0: Yep. The, any headline above the box is lost. Yep. You know what the headline is for this page? I'll tell you what the real headline is. This information is used to determine appropriate currency and cost of your subscription. <laughs> that is the page's headline. Yep. And 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 therein lies an awful weakness. But keep going, gentlemen. All right. So we've named two. Let's give us. We need to get five, and we need to move to the next page. Keep going.
1: I would absolutely add some sort of incentive on on this page in terms of, you know, save over 40% off the regular price, something that gives them uh, a reason to continue. Right now, besides just finding the currency uh, uh, of of their subscription, it's really not giving me any other reasons to click uh, to the next step. Um, I don't see any kind of testimonials or, or credibility indicators. Obviously, it's New England Journal of Medicine, so they have some credibility. But if you were to give me a little little note from an actual customer that says, wow, I didn't, I never knew I could get access to so much archived information that really helped me with my research paper, something like that is going to help tie into uh, the value of the service to get them to the next step.
0: All right. I'm going to do my job and pull out a principle from what Jimmy said that applies to everyone. Let's, if you're out there, I want these guys to give actual advice to the site, and I want to keep communicating principles that will impact your model. Um, Every single page of the order process should be selling. You do not sell. They click buy, and then you're done. Your selling must continue, and this page has benefits of subscribing added as a footnote in a squared box with a terrible eye path, and in doing so, it has, uh, it has minimized the heavy lifting that must really be done on every page. It's a core principle that you should keep in mind no matter what your site is, even if you're not a subscription site, even in a demand generation Form process. Uh, move on. Next.
1: Um, sure. If it any, any way possible to
0: literally remove
1: this particular call to action, the, the professional category and country region? I'm just not sure if that is, is at this point. They're asking them to figure out their currency and cost before they really get started. Um, I would most likely I would take this. Uh, information and put it later in the process, maybe as part of the when you actually order the product or, or you have to enter credit card information included on that page but i wouldn't i wouldn't start by nailing them you know nailing down their price I, I would start by getting them more interested or starting the sign up process something that could keep them moving that 's not going to kind of scare them away so i'm not i 'm not sure what the rest of the pages look like so let 's go to the next page if we can. I think we're going to have to site, yeah
0: I think we're going to have to go to a new site. Aaron, you go ahead I and add this. Couple that. things real yes. quick. Uh,
2: you, you prep me for this is going to be a long process with the step one two three four five. Yes. Solidate as many steps as possible. You're going to get a higher click through. You're going to get a higher conversion rate. What you what you want to look for is how much how much what your abandon rate is. How many people you're losing on each one of those steps. Consider testing a free trial with this product. I, uh, um, I, uh, New England Journal of Medicine. You've got an established, you, your uh, brand, you're very credible. Uh, but you're gonna, you may want to test different channels with that free, with the free trial. I think you'll get, I think it clear, cleans up a lot of the uh, the problems that Jimmy's having on this uh, step where you're having to uh, uh, determine your appropriate currency and cost. And the final thing is, the benefits for subscribing are great. I would definitely move them to the top, but look at your channels and determine the motivation of the people that are coming to this page you may need to have different versions of, of this landing page for each segment of the market uh, you may not need that many benefits for, for each segment and may need to fi- you may find that you have to try a free trial segment versus uh, your standard offer with with your more traditional segments
0: all right, I've got to move us on. I hope you find this helpful. There's much more that I would do in this process, but this is really good advice. The only thing I would add that's, that's transferable for all of you is that there is no dialogue. Dialogue should begin on the other page and continue on these pages. Adding bullet points in a box, equally weighted, side by side, is essentially a two-column scenario, and uh, there's uh, no conversation here. You're just shooting bullets at them. Which is the wrong way to continue people through the process in a relational fashion, and that's what you need in order to prove conversion. Done properly, it's incredibly effective. Having said all of that, we're going to move to a new one. I'm moving to another URL right now, and uh, we want you to um, to take a look at ShareFile, where companies connect. All right, so here's ShareFile. We don't know anything about them. We haven't talked to these people. We've just been sent this URL, and we're loading it up. We're going to deal with it right now. We're going to be thinking, again, clarity trumps persuasion. Now, tell me what you would do about this page. So I'm talking to my audience now. Use your Q&A feature and talk to me. What needs to happen? All right. Sign-up button is too small. Drop one of the introductory paragraphs, single column for all text, hmm. uh, too many exit pages, no sign-up boxes, uh, Reduce the image, wasted real estate at the top of the page, collect some customer info on this page. Someone else says, love it. <laughs> and uh, uh, lower trust marks and raise free trial button. Paragraph is heavy. Text is too long. All right. I'm listening to your advice, hoping that will help anyone else that's listening also from this actual site. Let's help these people at ShareFile. Gentlemen, I want to do the same thing again. I only want you to speak a little faster. You I don't want to go so fast the audience can't learn, but I want to keep the pace moving. And I will, with your permission, I'll just stop in and pull out transferable principles for the whole audience. You guys take the side apart, okay? So go for it. Aaron, you start us this time, and Jimmy, join in as, as needed. Okay
2: well the first thing I would I would point to is you're hiding the headline in the in the logo. Uh you've got this you're wasting a lot of screen real estate on this uh this fancy computer image and, and some background graphics and, and and in there you're you're saying share large business files more easily professionally and and securely than FTP. Then I get down to the actual then I get down to a few text links and and, and some copy here. I would I would look at an approach that, that used a that did not waste as much uh, screen real estate with the actual banner, used the real headline, and then drove me into the copy. You're having to use a subheadline headline to pull them back into the copy because you've got all this all this real estate that's breaking this up, and I lose the impact of the uh, the headline there. That said, you've got a free trial. Your headline should scream that you're that you have a free trial here. Wait before you leave, we've got a free trial on this product. Uh, you know, uh, free. Uh, Free. I'm trying to see how, how we do this. Uh, free trial. Uh, share large business files. Free uh, free software to share large business files more easily, professionally, and securely than FTP. And then drive them through the copy. Only use what's necessary. Don't oversell. It's a free trial. And collect an email on this page. you you're you're making them click through to go to the next step before you actually get a bit of personal information from them. So whether it's a name, email, whatever you're making them do to sign up for the free trial, accomplish that on the first page. You've got some good credibility indicators over on the right-hand side and the testimonial on the nav. A couple things that I might suggest are uh, when you, whenever you use testimonials, if you have, if they're real testimonials and they're good and they're from an the individual, to use as much personal information about that individual in the testimonial, uh, it makes it feel more credible. It makes it feel real. If it's a third-party credibility indicator, uh, link, for example, you have got a CNET winner, I would, I would consider using. If, if they wrote up a little uh, an article or, or even just a little blurb on you, I would quote them because that's going to be more powerful than just slapping a logo over on the right-hand side. At first glance, I don't know that that's from CNET, and I don't know how trustworthy that 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 credibility indicator is. Uh, a couple th- a couple other things that are, that are just kind of breaking up the flow of this page, you, you're, you're wrapping boxes around each one of these elements, and it's, it's kind of breaking it up into separate. It, it, it's like digestible chunks. It, it, it makes it very difficult for me to get through this in a single view. I've got uh, the, the, the banner, and then I've got a, a, a sub, your logo information, and then I've got a navigation that I have to get through. All of this is before I get to the real meat, the copy, on uh, about your site and then eventually the free trial sign up which I, I'm you know it, you can make it big you can test making it bigger I heard that uh, that comment one thing that I would consider doing is test moving it underneath the body right now it's on the right hand side along with the navigate, or along with the all the other elements in the navigation the bottom right hand side is the last element that a user naturally visits on the on the landing page they go from top to bottom left to right so you're putting that in the worst position on the actual landing page what you're asking them to do is uh you're asking the button to overcompensate for that so you put it underneath your put it underneath your primary body copy don't make them uh don't make them search for it and i think uh, it'll be more in the the eye path and, and attract more people
0: all right let me just back out there for a second uh we, we need to move to another site rapidly it was a really good uh, counsel i want to make a comment or two to get this as transferable as possible but uh Jimmy, Ellis, uh, can, is there anything you want to hit us with real quick before I wrap this piece?
1: No, I mean, the one thing I would do, just as a, a great test, would be to take your just sign up for a free trial that button. I would just take the free trial and, and put it on this page if you can. I'm not sure how long that form is, but if there's any way you can reduce the number of steps and see if that strategy would work better a lot of times by embedding the form on this page and not making them click. You'll get a handful, at least a handful more uh, free trial subscribers.
0: All right, so let's look at
2: this on the next page, and it looks like all they're asking for, at least on the first step, is, uh, is name and email. So absolutely, oh yeah, man, well, it on.
0: combine it, on that page for sure. combine it. It'll make a huge difference. And you want that email address so you can do follow-up marketing and recovery, as we all learn it's a best practice. Uh, we pioneered research in this area many years ago, and now it's become kind of standard. If you'll look at the top, I want to point out a couple of other quick thoughts and then give you guys a list of things that are listening right now that you can apply back to your own website. Number one, don't stack your headline in red in three lines, as you have done here. Uh, red on white is, first of all, a very bad headline choice color based on testing. Number two, when you stack it three deep, a single headline, it becomes very difficult to read. You cannot instantly grasp what this paragraph is saying. There is... Uh, it is it is not clear. You have to go back and look at it twice. This would be a much better headline if you had, say, one powerful line and then a good subheader that explained, which would accomplish what Aaron was trying to say at the beginning. This is something all of you can apply to your own site if you have that problem. Another principle is minimize NAV on the core offer page, and that's been talked about in several ways, but I would think about that in what I'm doing with my own page. A third thing is I think there may be too many red check marks down here, too many items down here. Three to five things, if they're right, should be enough to persuade someone to take a free trial. Don't make them work too hard to understand what it is or why it is. They should consider your offering. Some of these other things can be added on other pages within the process, or added in subsequent support information that they can click on to get you know hyperlink text support that doesn't take them off of that page. Aaron has made a very important point about email, and Jimmy as well in terms of getting email capture on the page itself. I don't like the sign up for free trial on the far right hand side. I want it to flow laterally with the sign up button underneath the process, so my thoughts are sequential and linear, and I move in order right down to the sign up for free trial. The button should be underneath the blocks of text on the left, and it should have something written underneath the button that's an extra kicker for them to click on it. You know, uh, so especially if if you're going to ask for the email address, you may have to. Uh, you know, we protect, we promise to protect your privacy statement, but. Better yet would be an added benefit underneath the red button in text, small, but written underneath that to just help help get them through to the next level. Uh, so think about all of that. Uh, the other issue is you see your credibility, you see your trustee certified privacy and BB online reliability program totally, completely useless, wasted on this page. Now – if it sounds like I'm disagreeing with my colleagues, I'm not, because they, they would say the same thing. They're exceptional indicators, and that, that 100 2008 winner, WebWare 100, it should be on this page. But somebody right now on the line, use your browser and tell me why trustees shouldn't be on this page, why the Better Business Bureau one should not be on this page. Tell me why they don't belong here. No, somebody said bragging, but that's not right you're You're not bragging. They're bragging about you. That's perfectly good. Let them brag. These are the kinds of credibility indicators that you want. Somebody else telling them you're good. Okay, you're starting to get it. Some of you in my audience. remember this is a sequence of thoughts at the present moment, they are not committed enough to be worried about whether or not you have trustee certified privacy or you're the BB online reliability. They're not buying anything. You move those. You move those to that part in the thought process when they're actually worried about such issues. Remember what I said about answering a problem or a question before it's been asked? You're answering a question that hasn't been asked yet. At some point in the process, they're going to ask a different question. They're going to ask, is it safe to make this purchase? That's a fourth question. It's not the top three when they hit your page, but they are going to ask, is this safe in most cases? Sometimes that's a small question. Sometimes it's a big question. You have to overcorrect the anxiety associated with that, and one of it is, you know, keys is using these, these uh, third-party credibility indicators. Hopefully that's helping others of you that have your own website right now that can apply the same thing to your own situation. We're going to go. Let's see. We have three minutes. We're going to use our three minutes. If you'll stay with me and not click away, I'll take the last three minutes and use them real hard to help you. I'm going to go to one last one, Control-C. I can't use both Jimmy and Aaron, so Jimmy, you're first. AmericanBanker.com, we're at the register for trial now and receive. This is the step. We're looking at the process. It should be live for you guys. Please look at it, Jimmy. Give me a top list fast for the audience, and think about something that will help everyone listening.
1: All right, you're saying, you said register for a trial now. The thing is, I'm scanning the page. I see it's a free trial. You absolutely have to use free trial. Another bad word is register. No one likes the word register. It it basically communicates you giving your personal information instead of receiving uh, access to something. So you could say, set up your free trial now and receive, or set up your free trial for X, and you'll get these things, and you, you have those bullets. Those bullets are not very effective. The reason is I can't scan those very well. I see three... Gray ones and then four smaller ones. There's
0: no, there's no space in between.
1: There's no space in between them. There's no highlighted text or bullet text. I can't really scan it. I have to read every single word. It looks like a paragraph instead of bullets, so the bullets aren't effective anymore. Um, you you go step one for a free trial that's actually really good. The three steps, I'm looking down the form. Okay. Do you need this many fields? I mean can
2: I can I interrupt point. you real quick. Yep, can I interrupt go. you yeah. when you go step one for free trial it's really good. And I get down to the trial type, uh, select the trial type, that's fine. So promotional code, what is a promotional code? I'm getting a free trial. I don't understand this.
0: Well said, Aaron. Again, this is site flow interrupt. You're asking me to put a code in for a free trial, which indicates, A, this is something I'm actually going to have to pay for, or, B, I'm on the wrong page, which leads to, uh, in, a, in philosophy, it's the if-then. If this is what you put here, then it's likely you're going to have site flow interrupt, and you're going to lose people at that process right there at that step. Guys, I want to say more, but I'm telling you, I think we have to stop. It's 4 o'clock, and I I, I know many people in the audience. Uh Jimmy, one statement, and, and, and I've got a, I'm going to have to wrap this up. Go ahead.
1: I would just say simplify every single piece of information on this form as you can. Make it as short and simple as possible. And right now, there's a lot of information on here.
0: Absolutely. There's a lot more that we would say. Uh I don't like the boxes either. They hurt you, uh, but we won't go through that. I'm talking about the box outlines. But in either case, I'm hoping that today's call has helped you. Would you please, before you log away, would you write us right now using the Q&A and tell us what you liked most about the call today or how we can make it better? And if you found it helpful, would you please tell a friend about this? Because the only way, just take me to the last slide, the only way that that, that we can do this, we do all of this at no charge. It's millions of dollars worth of research. You can get it on our website but if you'll tell someone about it, we can help more people and kind of form a community who are learning all of this together. Thank you for your trust. We'll be back again in two weeks with more of our latest experiments. You may want to visit our blog at Marketing Experiments because it has lots of updates on ongoing experiments as well. Thank you again, and we'll be back again in two weeks.